you invite God to play hide and seek, you can be sure he will win. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist perspective. My name is Julie Adams and I'm your host today and I am joined by Pastor Trevor Main. Welcome, Trevor. It's great to be here with everybody again today. This is awesome. Yes, nice to have you. It's so great to connect this way. So we are walking through the Psalms. Now, we will not spend the next three years walking through them, which we could if we did one Psalm a Sunday, but we won't. So um, on Sunday, you spoke on Psalm 139, and that is one of my favorite ones. I This one, you know, most of the, you read it, and it's a feel-good one. Like, it's one that just makes you feel loved, I would say. Um, Pastor Pat, the last couple messages, has spoken on Psalm 51 and, oh, I can't recall, 39? I know. (laughs) Don't put me on the spot, please. Oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Yes, we'll go with those two. (laughs) So... Psalm 139, what did, um, what did we talk about on Sunday? Well, I, I agree. It's a fascinating psalm, and I really enjoyed revisiting it. Mm-hmm. It's a passage I've looked at before, and probably a lot of people, if they've been around the church very long, have had, they've had a chance uh, to, to read it or to reflect on Psalm 139. Mm-hmm. And when we started the podcast today, we were kind of joked a little bit about hide-and-seek. If yep. you dare to, to invite God to a game of hide-and-seek, mm-hmm. you can be sure he would win. Yes. And I think that message does come out of Psalm 139. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you picked up on any of that, how, how, how we see in that scripture that, you know, we'd never win if we invite God to a game of hide and seek. No, but he would. And that's, uh, yeah, that's amazing. It's, um, so do you know anything about how David, what he was doing or felt when he wrote this Psalm? So this one always stands yeah. out to me a little bit as, you know, motherhood as like babies growing. Okay. So yeah. no, a lot of times people will turn to this passage reflecting on uh, on motherhood and life before mm-hmm. birth, that God knew us before we were even born. I just imagine David, and I don't know for sure, I can imagine just David taking some quiet time to ponder about God. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the themes in this passage are the precious thoughts mm-hmm. uh, that we can have about God and that David was entertaining in his mind about God. And he just went through a whole lot of pondering these precious thoughts. And it says down in that passage, you know, if he was to count all of the precious thoughts, there would be more than the grains of sand, you know, in the world or on the seaside or wherever he was. He just says, there's just so many of them. If you start thinking of the wonderful things about God, there's just no end to it. Mm-hmm. And that led his mind as it wandered in, in those thoughts from the fact that God just knows him. God is with him wherever he is. God knew him even before he was born. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a lot of those things are just revealing David thinking about how much God actually knows him uh, mm-hmm. to the depth of his being. That's such an incredible thought. It's both um, comforting and maybe also a little uh, <laughs> intimidating, maybe scary sometimes, you know. Um, yeah, I think our thought life, sometimes I think we've all had thoughts where we were glad that they weren't out loud. <laughs> yep, yeah, no, all of those things that we tell ourselves, you know, we, we use our inside we don't use our outside voice to kind of let people know what's going on you say you know we just keep some things to ourselves but really there's nothing we can keep to ourselves totally to ourselves because god just has the such an intimate relationship with us as his creation Mm -hmm. that he knows everything that's going on on the inside so yeah well it's interesting because um there were a few verses that 
you know, I almost, when I read the psalm, I thought, oh, I don't, I don't recall reading these before. Like, I didn't um, recall that as part of the psalm. Yeah. Um, so if you watched the, the service on Sunday, the psalm was read beforehand. And actually, those were my two daughters that read it. And my younger one read the first 12 or so verses, and my older daughter read the second ones. And as they were practicing, my older daughter's reading and it's saying, I hate these people, and the people that hate you, I hate too, and let's murder them, and on and on. And she's reading it, and I thought to myself, oh, hmm, maybe we should just nip that part out. I thought the same as you, Trevor. I thought, ooh, if we just glazed over that and just read the nice ones... That would be churchier and more polite, and I did yeah. think that, honestly. And it's so true. I mean, I've been involved in church life and Christian ministry for quite a long time, mm-hmm. and I think most often when Psalm 139 is used as a scripture text for a public reading yeah. in a service that usually it ends at verse 18, or yep. uh, and then it jumps over to verse 23 and 24, possibly, yeah. but it doesn't include verses 19 to 22 because they're just so candid, they make mm-hmm. us uncomfortable. Yes. And it actually uses some language that I believe as a kid, I was told, you know, don't say you hate people. Oh, I, and, have, I have said that to my kids. We don't yeah. hate anybody. We right. maybe are upset and we dislike them. We don't hate, but, right. well... <laughs> But maybe hate is an emotion, you it know, is, and uh, yeah. we teach our kids and we train ourselves to not foster hate and to even express ourselves in hateful ways. Mm-hmm. But David did it. Um, uh, unless we're, you know, we think God gives us the freedom to edit scripture and change it to, <laughs> so that we're more comfortable and we should never go down that road. Nope. Uh, but just toying with that idea saying, you know, maybe, you know, if we could have had a conversation with David before he prayed to God and said these things to God, we might have said, you know, David, just tone it down a little bit. Sugarcoat it, my friend. Sugarcoat yep. it. <clears throat> Don't say everything that you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, some of that you just keep it inside. Yep. And uh, choose your words when you talk to God wisely. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't use these these harsh, jolting words like slay and bloodthirsty and wicked and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, hatred. Absolutely. So, but we shouldn't shush David and we shouldn't shush ourselves. No, and that's what this whole sermon series, Candid Conversations with God, mm-hmm. is giving us a chance to think about. How do we relate to God? How do we talk to him? And this is a fantastic example when uh, we're looking at David, all the beautiful things he's thinking, he's pondering, he's praising, he's pondering, he's praising, but then he presents this burden that's on his heart and he just sort of Mm. spills it all out and it's ugly, it's not very nice, it's not very pretty. And we have the thought, well, he should change what he's saying and just uh, soften it down. But there's such an irony to that idea Mm -hmm. of telling David, don't say what you feel change your wording so that it sounds nicer. Mm-hmm. And the irony is that it doesn't matter how we, we um, slant what we say, how we mm-hmm. modify the words that we use, um, if God knows what we're really thinking and what we're really feeling. Yep. So we could have said, David, don't say that you wish these people were dead. Mm-hmm. You know, just say they bother you. Yeah. Um, but even if he said, God, these things people really bother me, but if in his heart he was really wishing they were dead, God would know yeah. that, he, that they really <laughs> wished they were dead. And so it makes absolutely no sense at all for us to mince words. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're communicating our heart to God, we might as well just be open because... Well, he knows anyway. He totally knows anyway. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> which is good so then why bother praying if he knows what's in our heart why bother yeah i think um it's the the relationship part god has created us to function as human mm-hmm. beings and that involves using the faculties that god's given us we could say he knows what i'm thinking before i say it he knows what i'm going to say before i say it he knows my heart so why talk but god's created us to talk he's created us to think he's created us to move and walk around and and so to have a relationship with God, I think he wants us to use those faculties that he's given us to mm-hmm. develop that relationship with him yep. and um, to actually open our mouths, express our thoughts, turn our thoughts to him and uh, engage with him in a relationship that's not just mm-hmm. like on autopilot. Yes. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. And um, yeah, you talked about how we... We can fool people sometimes, but uh, what what was yeah. it you said? Say it's, it again. It's a little quote, and I kind of easy. It's easy to get it mixed up, but yes. um, what does it say? We can fool some people all of the time. So we can put up a false front. We can put on yeah. an act, and we'll fool some people all of the time. All of the we can fool all people some of the time, mm-hmm. and we might even fool ourselves. But we will never, never, never fool God. It's just impossible. <laughs> So, um, but we try, don't we? I think we might try to. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we, like, why do we try to do that? That's where this, this message is giving us an opportunity to reflect a little bit. Like it does not make sense to try to put on a front to God because he, he can see through any smoke screen, any camouflage that we'll put up. Mm -hmm. Uh, God knows the reality of our heart and the reality of the situation. And you know, I mean, I'm not a pastor, but from what I know, God's got big shoulders and he can take it. Yeah. Whatever we need to, whatever we need to say, he, you know, and he wants us to. Yep. So when you think of being candid, being Mm -hmm. genuine, being authentic, I think God would say, please be that way with me. Mm -hmm. Now we might stop and think, well, is that, is that really proper? I mean, God is God. He's the King of Kings. Uh, Shouldn't I be careful with the words that I choose when I talk Mm -hmm. to the King? Um, You know, I don't want to come across as rude Mm -mm. to God. And so in this passage, that was one of the concerns I had when we're looking at these verses, which seems so harsh and saying, isn't this rude to talk to God like this? Yeah. And, uh, The comforting thought thought that I found at the very end of this passage was David, even after expressing his heart so boldly, Mm -hmm. that he was holding on to his emotion and his thinking somewhat loosely. He wasn't telling God, I hate these people, you need to kill them, there's just no other way around it, this is what has to be done, it's not a negotiable point. Uh, Because the last two verses, after sharing his heart with God and just being genuine, he also prays and he says, you know, Lord, search my heart. Check me out on the inside. See if there's any wicked way in me anywhere. You know, run a full diagnosis on my heart, my soul, my mind. And if there's anything in there that's not pleasing to you, you know, God, I want that to change because I want you to lead me in the way that leads to life everlasting. Yeah. And so it's possible God maybe started speaking to him about his hatred, about his desire to see some of these other people hurt, but mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't get to see that. But I am encouraged to say, you know, even if we pour out our heart, and it might not sound very pretty, if in the end we can say, but God, here's what I'm feeling, but search me. Search my heart, know my thoughts, and if there's anything in me that doesn't please you, take my hand and lead me in the way that leads to life eternal. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's such a great thought that, um, yeah. I love that analogy about doing a, a a full exam, not just a cursory, a cursory look like, you know, 
looks okay. Yep. That looks okay. Have you ever done that? You bought something and then you gotten it home and uh oh, <laughs> yep. it's not quite what you expected. Not quite what you think. I, I buy used vehicles usually, and I yep. think well before you buy a used vehicle, you should wash it by hand ah. and, go, and go over it very carefully. And washing a car by hand is a good way to see what's scratched, what's rusty. Yeah. Uh, but a few times you buy a used vehicle <clears throat> and you get it home and then the first time you wash it by hand, you go, oh, I didn't realize there was a bit of rust here. There's a little bit of something here yeah. or there. And uh, in this, this way with God, it's just saying, God, you know, we really do want to be all that you've called us to be, all that you've created us to be. Mm-hmm. And as we live our lives on earth and we face temptation and there's influences around us that can get us off track in our thinking, in mm-hmm. the way we feel and in the way we behave. So it's a good idea just to regularly say, God, run a diagnosis, check me out. Yeah. Um, go through my thoughts, go through my, my heart uh, with a fine-tooth comb. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything there that shouldn't be there that's not helpful, please let me know because I want you to change me and, and to lead me in the better way. So, mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. This, was a, this was a great psalm. A really, I don't know, I found a lot of comfort in this message and a lot of, you know, I thought it was really beautiful. I thought it was really great. Any closing thoughts for us today? I would just encourage you folks, if you have a chance, to go back to Psalm 139 and give it a read through. And when you come to the final verses, the last two verses in verse 23 and 24, uh, just use those as your prayer to God, inviting God to search your heart, to know your thoughts, and to invite him to lead you in the way that leads to life eternal. Make that your prayer, I I suggest, and I pray for you. Thank you, Trevor. If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Trevor with any questions or feedback, or he'd always be happy to pray with you or discuss anything with you, you can reach him at trevor at waynefleetbic.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me with any podcast suggestions, feedback, or anything else, you can reach me at julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you for tuning in today, and we pray that you have a great week, and we look forward to connecting with you soon. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.